And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father, through the Son, and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, at this point in our radio fellowship relationship, we should review the basic show principles we operate with. Now, principles are just a softer word for rules, if you get that. We're not your church. We are co-ministers, family, and a fellowship. One of our foundational statements of purpose is ministering to educate, encourage, and entertain Bible believers, wounded and forgotten believers, and not yet believers with biblical truths. This is the key. You and I need to connect to a church in some way. Why? Of course, if it's possible. If it's not possible, that's different. If it's possible. Number one, why? It's commanded. Okay, well, that's a good one. Number two, churches need your help. And number three, you have something to give to others just like Jesus. That's why. Next, I have sat in a megachurch service where the ministers mocked Christians who believe that suffering is a way of honoring Jesus. Here's a key. In any sickness we encounter, we have an opportunity to demonstrate faith. I think that is like Jesus, so that's a good thing. And if we ever suffer for being Christians, not sickness, but suffer for just being Christians, we're supposed to understand that we are blessed to share in that just like Jesus. Jesus did. And finally, and here's a treat. Ready? Okay. I located about 25 old pastor notes from my past that are like fill-ins for faith encouragements and honest reflections. This is from my pastoring time in the past. These will now be inserted into the show from time to time. The main reason is that some of them are really cool. Some of them are not that cool. (laughs) A lot of them are pretty cool. The one I'll review today is really cool. So just because they're pastor notes still doesn't mean we're at church. You'll see why soon enough. So in the meantime, buckle up, little campers. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. Noive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, David at he must increase.org. That's David at he must increase.org. You can text us live during the show, 214 210 8483. That's 214 210 8483. 
Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Ah, talking to Dynamite D. Ready? That's like talking to Mr. Kindness. That is, I like that. That's a good one. You should call you Mr. Kindness. That's pretty good right there. Here it is in a nutshell. Maybe you've got a comment, a thought, a question. Maybe you've got an opinion. Maybe you've got something you want to share. Great. Fantastic. Let's do it in such a way as to strengthen and bless one another. I think everybody would agree with me. There's more than enough out there right now for us not to have to deal with that. Let's do this. Let's strengthen one another, bless one another. If you've got a prayer request, hey, we'll join our faith with yours. If you've got a praise report, hey, we'll we'll rejoice with you in the Lord. Are you from this background, that background? Wait, do you serve the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you Share in understanding that the Bible is the word of God, that you have a heavenly father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and that you drink from the same Holy Spirit as other true believers. Let's say it this way. Are you blood relatives of the faith? Pretty simple. If you are, you're part of it. We're part of this together. You might not love us, but guess what? We'll be in heaven with you. So you might as well get used to us. That's kind of how I look at it. So reach out to us. You're welcome to do so. We would love to have you participate because it's fun. It's fun to get to know other Christians, new people, as well as hear from everybody on a regular basis. We need it. All right, let's uh, also give you an easy trivia question. Now, this is easy, so I don't want to hear nothing. This is easy. From what part of Adam's body did God create Eve? That's the question. From what part of Adam's body did God create Eve? If you think you know the answer, you can call that 972-445-0770 number. You can text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase.org. Okay, a couple things I do want to ask you for. So uh, one thing that you and I need to do, and especially in just in lieu of how everybody just responded to this last tragedy yesterday, is we need to pray for our country. I mean, you just, we just need prayer. I, I'm, so, I'm so tired of the people making fun of people who are praying that, you know, say, well, they should have prayed harder. That's what people said. It's like maybe, maybe they should have prayed against demonic people walking in and killing people. Uh, here's really what it comes down to. This country needs to repent if it's going to remain. Sorry, that's how it goes. It's not a matter. I know but you want to fight it out in the political war. I know, but before there's a political war, there's a higher, deeper war. It's a spiritual war, and you better be aware of it. So please pay, pray for our country. And that's just something that's really important. Not that I ever, ever, ever disagree with somebody being involved in the political realm. I totally support it a thousand percent. That is very important for people and a very important part of their call. It's just not everybody has the exact same call. Some people are more evangelistical. Some people are more pastoral. Some people are more, everybody's got something they lean towards. Go with what the Lord put in your heart. Bottom line, we need to pray for our country and we need to be getting on top of things, right? Right. Not a lot of complexity there. Nope. All right, let's get into our first one. This is a classic you have heard me teach on this before. You are now bear the full responsibility of what I'm about to share. 
Okay? So you're all you, not me. It's all you. All right? Here you go. Don't forget. Trivia question, by the way. Trivia question. Do you remember the trivia question? Just a, you remember? You remember? You remember? Trivia question is, mind. from what part of Adam's body did God create Eve? Oh, okay. That's the trivia question. Here's your teaching. So if you think you know, reach out to us. Was it? What is her number? <laughs> that always escapes my mind. Uh, 972-445-0770. See, I repeat it, and then somebody calls in. Uh, that's 214-210-8483 on the text. And then David at he must increase.org. What part of the body? Uh, it's this great joke that goes with this. i got to be really careful. So I'm going to give uh, uh, Dynamic D a chance to tell me whether they're going to answer this or not. They are going to answer this. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Samson. Hey, Samson. How are you, bro? Good, good. Okay. Got it. You got to answer this because I don't want to lose you no matter what happens here. So yes. straightforward. From what part of the Adam's body did God create Eve? Uh, prime ribs. Prime ribs. Okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a it's a classic joke. Nobody better get offended because you guys get offended. You should not listen to this show about where Adam and God are talking, and, and God goes, "I'm going to give you this." Perfect mate. She's gonna do this. Can do this. Adam says, "Well, what's it gonna cost you?" Adam, uh, God goes, "An arm and a leg." He goes, "What can I get for a rib?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's classic. Well, anyway, how are you doing, prime, brother? It's a prime rib. It's a prime rib. That's a good, that's a good answer. A prime time. So yeah, you know what? <laughs> Al said baby back ribs. I was like, uh oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> going, going down the other direction now. Good, good. Hey, uh, I want to affirm that you're very correct that we need to be praying for our country because the yesterday that the devastation just broke my heart and I want to cry. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so it's, it's so, so, so devastating. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just I'm so tired of the the, the finger point. Oh, it's these people. It's this people. It's the sin of humanity. If you can't if you can't figure that out, you got to go to the bank, take out a loan, and buy a clue because that's what's going on. Humanity yeah. is killing itself. So, all right, yeah. that's a good point, and I, I appreciate you reiterating that. Okay, thank you, yes, bro. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Go. All right. Love you. Bye bye. You too, bro. Bye bye. All right, now, here, I'm going to drop this on you. This is your responsibility. It's my responsibility, too, so don't get the wrong impression. I'm not saying this, you know, uh, to say anything other than this. Ephesians 4.16, from him, referring to Jesus, the whole body, who? The whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament. Wait, what? Joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love. Oh, it grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Ephesians 4.16. So let's just break it down to the most simplistic, easiest way to understand it. From him is Jesus. Okay, from him, Jesus. From him, Jesus. From him, Jesus. The whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love. Now, joined, held, grows, and builds, that's the church as a whole. Not a single part, not a single individual. That's everybody. And how do you know it's everybody? Because it says, as each part 
does its work. So here, you know how we just said from him? We said Jesus, from him, Jesus, from him, Jesus, from him, Jesus. As each part does its work, you. 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 You have something to do to help the church that Jesus has put together to help the church hold together, be supported, grow, and build in love. If every person would get involved instead of the 80-20 rule. Have you ever heard of the 80-20 rule? Most people have not heard of the 80-20 rule. 80-20. So you get a church of 100 people. 20 people are the givers and 20 people 20 people are the people that do the work in the church. It's the 80-20 rule. In most churches, that's not that far off. Just to let you know, not all churches, but many. And here's the deal. Don't be one of those 80. Be one of the 20. It's just it's that simple. Be one of the people that is a part of it. Does that mean that you have to stand up on the stage? Boy, you better hope not. <laughs> what it means is you've got to be a part of it. You can be a part of it by praying with people, by going to Bible studies, by being a part of the fellowship, by being a great— You know, people are like, I can't do anything. Can you pass out a bulletin? No. Can you say hi? Can you hold up a sign that says hi? Can you say howdy? Can you say welcome? Can you pray for people as they walk by you? Can you offer to be of assistance? Put a sign and says, ask me. Can you do any of that? Of course you could. I mean, the majority of people that are listening to me can do something. Do something. Be a part of that because the fact of the matter is that the church needs you. That's why Jesus put you in the church. See how that works? Let's pray real quickly for the churches as we come to Easter services coming up uh, pretty soon. I just want to start laying the groundwork because we're going to pray a couple of different times. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you. We, we are so happy and blessed to be a part of one another because you're so kind to us. And you support us and you strengthen us. Now, Lord, the churches are going to do their best to make a presentation. I pray that they would be more focused on the gospel than theatrics. I pray that they would be committed to the truth, make the declaration, follow along with 1 Corinthians 15. It doesn't seem overly complex when you read that, Lord, in your word. But bless them in their preparations. Let them not be stressing, but let them reach people who need to be touched. Not one church, Lord every authentic church that bears your name. Bless every fellowship, every one of the people of God that they can reach with the glorious news of the gospel of peace. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Okay, we're going to take our break and then come back. We're rolling. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. What is the David Spoon Experience? Bibles are very cool looking. You can have them electronically. You can have them in your phone. You have them in your computer. There's tons of apps. There's also cool looking book Bibles. I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there. It's great. Here's the bottom line. All that's fancy and fantastic and useless if you don't read it and believe it and process it. 
For those that are trying to figure out, uh, first of all, well, why is it that the Bible is uh, its own unique enemy? What's the deal in that? Well, the same breath that went into creating Adam, which was creating creation of man, that same breath went into the Bible. And so 2 Timothy 3.16 says, all scripture is God-breathed. That's the breath of God. And the breath of God that went into Adam is the breath of God that goes into the book, which is why this is a unique book. And then people are get, they get really upset, and they go, well, hold on now. Hold on now, Dave. The, the, the problem there is, you know, that, that there's just so many people that have been a part of uh, writing the Bible. In fact, there's about 40 authors spanning about 3,000 years in all different types of positions in life. But here's the great thing about Christian faith. If you believe that God created the universe, you're going to step out on that big ledge and go, well, if he created the universe, he can probably write a book. Well, the amazing part about the book itself is not just the self-proclamations of the book, but you get into the prophecies, and it's an amazing, amazing element that every single prophecy has been fulfilled exactly, and yet there are some to come, and we will see those fulfilled. But while you're engaging in the Word of God, here's something you need to be aware of that Christians do not recognize that that word where it says for the word of God is alive is zone in the Greek. If we were doing a Greek word, that'd be zone. And that word means alive, to live. Jesus used that word in Revelation chapter 1 verse 18 where he says, behold, I am alive and I live forevermore. Same word. And the word of God is alive. And you think, no, this is just a book. It is just a book, except for when you're reading the Word of God and the Holy Spirit connects you to the Word of God, it becomes something altogether different. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, Spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMEN 770, the truth station here in Texas, where KAAM is top-notch all the way around. Not just for us, tons of excellent shows. Just tons. Can't go around there. All right. Uh, we got our trivia question. Get ready. Okay. Who is supposed... Besides God himself, what is the man that helped assist in writing the first five books of the Old Testament? There. Ta-da. 972-445-0770. You can, that's the number you can call. Say it again because I want to say it slow for people. Nine. Se okay, 9 972-445-0770. <laughs> Zero seven seven zero. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. In partnership with God, who's the man who wrote the first five books of the Old 
Testament. All right. In the meantime, uh, we did not finish on Abraham. Abraham had given us, uh, he'd sent us a thing about kids, what kids, little wisdom nuggets from kids. And so I only did the first half. So I have the other half. And uh, I thought that they were definitely uh, worthwhile. So I'm going to review those as well. So there's about 10 or nine of them. So you can either do it in, in, in totality or after each one. Here we go. Ready? All right. Here's uh, what it says. Don't sneeze in front of your mom when you're eating crackers. Okay, that's, that's, that's the wisdom of Michael at age 12. Uh, number two, puppies still have bad breath even after feeding them a Tic Tac. Say what? <laughs> this one's hilarious. Never hold a dust buster and a cat at the same time. This one from Amir is one of the funniest ones. You can't hide a piece of broccoli in a glass of milk. Yummy. <laughs> uh, don't wear polka dot underwear under white shorts. That's from Kelly, age what 11. What? <laughs> uh, if you want a kitten from your p- parents, according to Naomi, start out by asking for a horse. <laughs> So you ask for a horse and then work your way down. That's great. Uh, okay. Um, felt markers are not good to use as lipstick. That's from Lauren at age nine. <laughs> okay. That's real. All right. And then this is the last one. Don't pick on your sister when she's holding a baseball bat. <laughs> All right. There you go. <laughs> How are those not funny? They're innocent. They're so funny. I love those. The kids are so funny. Aren't they? All right. Uh, Trivia question. Uh, In partnership with God, what man wrote the first five books of the Old Testament? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483. For send an email, David at he must increase.org. Get into this next one. And this is a, a, a major one, and I and I want to do it right. I want to do it as much justice as I can. Acts chapter 5, verse 40 through 41. When they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from the house and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Powerful, powerful stuff. So one of the reasons that I bring this up is I actually have had that happen. I've been in a mega church and then the preachers in the church were making fun of people that 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 found a sense of rejoicing in their suffering as their connection to Christ. I think that's lunacy. Okay, very dangerous to do. Listen to what happened to these guys. They beat them. Okay, they called the apostles back and they beat them. So you can know this is not them going, taking a feather or a wet noodle and hitting them. They beat them. Okay, beat them. You know, you ever see somebody get beat up or the result of somebody beating up? They have bruises and a black eye. They have all these different things going on. Well, guess what? That's what happened to these guys. They got beaten up. And then, after they got beaten up, they were told what to do, which usually kind of goes hand in hand. It says, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus. They were like, you do it again, man. Well, you're going to be in trouble. 
Don't you don't you speak in the name of Jesus? Right? Verse 41, and then they let them go. Verse 41, then they left the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. In our society, if you suffer dishonor for the name, what do you do? You get a lawyer. <laughs> Come on. I, I, you cannot, don't, you can't make this stuff up. Don't get mad at me. And no, I don't have anything against Christian lawyers or lawyers in general. Well, I shouldn't say that. But anyway, the idea behind it is to understand they took the, the devastation as a Christian as a badge of honor. They t in our society, there's this backdoor mentality that says, "Well, you got to get your, you got to get your, you got to take care of it for that because you just suffered for that, and you shouldn't have to suffer." It's like these guys considered suffering for Jesus a privilege. We consider it a ticket for a new house. It's like, come on! Oh, we want to be just like the early church. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, no. Really? You want them to take everything from you, and then you want to dance out in the streets about that and say, for the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah? And that's not what a lot of American Christianity is, is it? I'm just, I'm not, that's not against America. It's just the truth. The truth is that we have a very spoiled mindset when it comes to our faith, and if, by golly, if somebody hurts our feelings or says something bad— Right? Then pff, we got to do something about it. Got to get our, you know, our pound of flesh. It's like that's just—it's crazy. They—they were—they were blessed that they were counted worthy to suffer for Jesus. They were blessed because they suffered. You can't unwrite this. And just in case you're like, well, okay, but that's that particular verse and it really doesn't have anything to do with anything because it's Acts chapter 5. Good. Philippians 1.29. I, I guess Philippians has to do with other Christians, right? For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him but also to suffer for him. Uh-oh. Well, 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 that's just one instance. First Peter chapter 2, verse 23. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate, but he suffered. He made no threats. Instead, he trusted himself to him who judges justly, leaving us an example. Like, uh, what does that mean? That means that if you suffer for being a Christian, before you try and get your uh, response, which I know is our society, I get it. I'm just telling you that they had lawsuits in, in, back in the day in, in, in Rome, although Jewish people couldn't make a lot of headway in those lawsuits. But this is the religious council. They could have gotten pretty far in this case. The bottom line is they chose to suffer, and they counted it a blessing, and they were honored by God for taking that approach. They suffered wrongfully. Hey, that reminds me. Did Jesus suffer wrongfully? Well, then if you suffer wrongfully and Jesus suffered wrongfully, do you understand that you're connecting to Jesus? Ouch. Take the dagger out of my back. No, this is what the Lord tries to teach us. It's not, it's not, it's just about being more mature. More like Jesus, less like the world, right? All right, here's the answer to the trivia question. Uh, along with God, this man wrote the first five books of the Old Testament, and the answer is Moses. 
Mo, the big Mo. Mo did it. There you go. Mo. We need Mo Mo. All right, here we go. We're going to take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon Experience? This is Ray Bentley. Ray Bentley, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> On the show. I'm going to say that about you. <laughs> it has been four Ooh. years and, s- and six months and 29 days since you've been live on the David Spoon Experience. Oh, man. <laughs> Finally, I'm sliding in under the tag home safe. You are Finally. safe. Okay. And so I'll tell the entire audience real simple. Uh, after this interview, you can either blame Ray or you can bless Ray because it was his fault a year and a half ago on February 12th when he called me and said, you should be back on the radio. Amen. You just point to that guy. Okay. All right. First of all, Ray, I want to ask you a really important question to start everything off with. The time is yours. You determine how much time you've got. It's totally up to you. But I do want to just ask you this quick question. How you doing? (laughs) You know what? I am doing uh, good. I'm doing, actually, I'm doing great. I think these are exciting times. Uh, I I feel like we're in an acceleration of things happening, of God moving, of kind of things that we thought about and imagined prophetically what it would look like. And it's like happening so much so fast with such acceleration. I'm like, I can't hardly keep up with it all. It's just, it's a great hour uh, to look up and to encourage one another. You know, I, I do realize there's lots of uh, challenges, and these are trying times, but out of the worst of times come the best of times. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, 
the Truth Station here in Texas. Before I do a trivia question, I want to give an acknowledgement to Steve, who texted me to bring up something really interesting about yesterday, and that is there are some people that are promoting that, you know, the the reason that the shooting took place is because people were standing firm in the word, and if that was the case, then there might be worse things to come. I don't think that is wrong in any way, shape, or form. If you are a person that stands for the word of God, you need to be aware. You're going to have to stand for the word of God. You either have a, you either do or you don't. It's like, well, people are going nuts. Of course they're going nuts. I mean, remember, good and evil grow together. So, I mean, just keep in mind what's taking place. Don't be quickly moved in your faith. Okay? Because you can't be afraid of those that can destroy the body as opposed to him who can destroy the body and the soul. Okay? That's just as straightforward as it gets. All right, here is a very challenging question. I do not want you to look up the answer while you're driving. What is the Eighth Commandment out of the Ten Commandments? No. Usually the one before the end is a little harder. I do that on purpose. What is the Eighth Commandment? You can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214210. 8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must org. I'll give everybody a chance to double check and look just to make sure that everybody is on target with that. Uh, don't forget to go to the website. So I forgot, I sometimes I forget to see, send people to the website because I'm old. <laughs> you like that? So go to the website, check it out. It is a great place to get encouragement, to see different things. Plus, it is a great place to give. And guess what? Giving is important. Check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. Pretty rangy. Yeah, that's uh, so. We did say that that's uh, angels singing, right? The angels. That's uh, that's our clue for today. Clue number nine. Clue number nine. Right, angels. The angels singing. So that was them just plucking on a harp before they started singing. Interesting. Interesting thing about angels. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> how we're gonna do that one. As good as I can get it. Okay, there we go. All right, let's do our history real quick. History. Let's go All right, a couple of these are good. One of these are really good for Aunt Deb. It's Respect Your Cat Day. <laughs> are you a cat person or a dog uh, person? I am more of a dog person, gotcha. but Aunt Deb is a cat person. Okay. So that's why we say that. Now, there is a couple of these that are pretty good for us. It's Black Forest Cake Day, which is basically chocolate cake. But I mean, okay, it's got Black like, Forest, pretty good. Eat an Eskimo Pie Day. Like, yes. Yeah. No problem there. I don't know what this means, but it says something on a stick day. That could be pretty good. Well, I mean, it's corn dogs. Corn dog. You have oh, a sausage it, on a stick. Oh, sausage on a stick. That is good. Oh, that's a good one. And then it's National Hot Tub Day. So that. That's great. Yeah, I'm liking that one. Uh, 1881 was the beginning on this day of Barnum and Bailey's Circus, formed with P.T. Barnum, who's made the famous uh, statement most people don't know, and that is uh, there's a sucker born every minute. <laughs> 
mad at me. I didn't write this. Uh, 1979, in this day, a radiation leak occurred at Three Mile Island Nuclear Plant in the United States, uh, Reactor Number 2, which is what the China Syndrome movie was based on. And then uh, 1990, on this day, George H.W. Uh, Bush posthumously awarded Jesse Owens the Congressional Gold Medal. Okay, there you go. Okay. That's our history. Let's do one more time on the trivia, and I'm probably going to switch the teaching, do a pre-teaching, then do the teaching on the pastor notes in the last segment is kind of what I'm thinking I'm going to do. But the question is, what is the Eighth Commandment? The Eighth Commandment. If you think you know what the Eighth Commandment is, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So I'm going to do the uh, special pastor notes he won in the very last segment because that's just kind of what I decided to do because I wanted to go back to this Galatians 6.14 text real quickly. Uh, And as you know, we are doing Galatians on Tuesday, but I'm sometimes doing the Galatians teachings, sometimes I'm doing these general teachings. You just got to listen because there's no guarantees I'll do anything in the same way. Here's what he says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 14. As for me, however, I like that. I think I like when he's starting it off by going, okay, in regard, my take on this is this. Look, it's in Scripture for a reason, right? As for me, however, however, I will boast only about the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for by means of his cross, the world is dead to me, and I am dead to the world. We've reviewed this before. We'll review it, hopefully, 10,000 more times, or the Lord will come back before I'm done, and it won't matter. Here is the thing. The thing is, and I want to make sure you understand this, we do brag about so many things. We do. We boast about things all the time. There's something about uh, talking to, when brothers or brothers and sisters talk. You know what they? You know what they do? I'm just. If you you you, you probably have experienced this, they'll always. You know when you talk about well, how are your kids doing, right? There's always a little boasting. <laughs> That emerges. Well, they're doing really good at this and this, this, this. Kind of like the Christmas uh, card where everybody's always doing fantastic and there's never any problems and so on and so forth. We do a lot of boasting. Now, if you're a sports person and your team's a really big winning team, you do a lot of boasting. Okay? So, uh, like me, I happen to be from Detroit. I happen to be uh, an old-time Lions fan. I never do any boasting. I was about to say, when did y'all boast? Yeah, there's no boasting in in the Lions. The the only thing that's boastable is I get to eat turkey while they're playing. I mean, there's just just nothing there. So maybe you've got maybe there's boasting in a restaurant or food or family or whatever the case may be. Whatever that is, uh, there's boasting in all these different things that people process. But Paul says this interesting thing, and uh, there's one group of people that are like, oh, it's the worst thing ever. It's like, no, no, we've talked about this before. He says, I boast only about the cross. And it's just like, you have to think. How, what? What? What do you mean you only boast about the cross? But listen to why he says that, and then this is, you hear me pounding at this on a regular basis on this show for a reason. 
I will boast only about the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for by means of his cross, the world is dead to me. You can't be a friend of the world. If you're a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God, James 4.4. You can't do it. You can proclaim the truth. You can love your enemy. You can do all those things, but you can't be so connected that there's no distinguishment between you and the world. It cannot be done. It is not permissible. God created people for his kingdom and made a declaration of them being holy, which is separate, which is distinct. There has to be a distinction between you and the world. You cannot think the way the world thinks. God proved his love for the world by giving his only son, not by saying everything you guys do in the world's great. That's not what he says. It says the exact opposite. John the Baptist, Jesus, Peter, and Paul all preach repent. So as Bible-believing, born-again Christians, it's the cross that we need to rejoice in. Yes, the world and the world, the, to the, everybody else, and to people who don't understand Jesus, it's an instrument of disgust, but it's not. Don't you understand? It's a, it's a declaration of the love of God because Jesus went to that cross for us. You want to know? I love this. We used to do this with one another. You know how much Jesus loved you? And you stretch out your arms all the way as far as you can, and you go this much. Because he put himself on the cross for us. And if you just think about, you know, it's, it's like, well, it, it makes you like a kook. They think you're a religious nut. So, you know, these are the same people that, that, curse at you behind your back, right? You just you do know that, right? So think. Think about these things. Cling to the look at that great song, Cling to the Old Rugged Cross. There's something about that. It's like that person who wrote that hymn, I don't know, I did take a hymnology class, but I don't know the full but the person who wrote that, they got it. Just like I am crucified to the world and the world is crucified to me. Perfect. Why? Because the world stands in rebellion against God, and we stand not at all. We kneel before the cross. And that's where our power comes. That's where our wisdom comes. I'm telling you, you want to really have a great life? Stop living your life. Live for God and find the purpose of your creation and fulfillment of your existence. Then you're on the right track. Right? We brag about so many things. Many things make us feel good. We need to boast about the cross of Jesus Christ. Thank God Almighty that there is in our lives the cross. Thank you, God, for that cross. Thank you, Jesus, for going on that cross so that we can be yours. It's just... No way around it. Separates us. All right. Uh, what is the Eighth Commandment? Ready? All right. Ready? Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not steal. I know people are like, it's this, it's this, this. Well, it's close, 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 but not quite. All right, folks. You're listening to the David Smoot Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running. What is the David Spoon experience? The word gospel means good news. 
Now, that's fun. That's funny in the sense that when people think of God, they always think of judgment and wrath. But the fact of the matter is God even creating us gives us a sense of understanding that there is a commitment, a love, a connection to us. And that is, get ready, good. That's a good thing. So if you take a look around, right, just take a little look around. If you watch television, listen to the radio, like us, search the Internet, get on Facebook, read magazines. The one thing that you're going to notice that there is very little gospel or good news in the world. You want to know why? One, good news doesn't sell. So let's just be honest, right? If you've been in media for any length of time, you know if it bleeds, it leads. That's the mindset. And it has to do with money. It has to do with power. So that, that power, that money, that influence, which actually has a demonic origin, but that all is connected towards not good news. Because not good news means that you'll be paying attention because there's so much going on. In fact, there's a fear, a terror, an anxiety, a doubt, even a doom that's within the world. And here's the kicker. If you are personally experiencing these diseases in your life, it's likely that you and I are allowing foul influences of the world to affect us. But Jesus brought a different slant on life. In John 14, 27, he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Well, why not as the world gives? Because everything the world gives is a lie. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When we live our lives more freely from trouble, it means that we're walking more closely with the king of kings. He wants us to be free from fear and trouble in the worldly sense. So we, the question is, how is our heart doing? How are we doing on the inside? Are we free or are we in bondages? Because remember, Jesus did come to set the captives free, right? In Psalm 112, verse 7, King David writes, He will have no fear of bad news. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. We need to be free from troubled and fearful hearts. Welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas, where I'm going to have to do a little bit of a Bible review for people just to cover on the Ten Commandments. I want everybody to see this. Everybody uh, should be looking at Exodus chapter 20, if you're not sure about that. Uh, but if you will remember, you have the first three commandments have to do with uh, the Lord directly. Then the, then the fourth commandment would be the Sabbath. The fifth, you should honor your father and mother. Sixth, you shall not murder. Seventh, you shall not commit adultery. Eighth, you shall not steal. Ninth, you should not bear false witness. And ten, you shall not covet your neighbor's anything. So the eighth one would be you should not steal. Okay, so it's kind of, and just in case you're wondering where that is, Exodus chapter 20, verse 15. Okay, there you go. Just making sure everybody can get that, okay? So just making sure. So what you can do is you count backwards. Go up to the covenant one, that's 10. Then go up one, that's bare fault witness, that's 9. Then go up one from there, what's it say? What's it say on that one? Don't steal, that's number 8. All right? 
Someone just... must then get it at first. By <laughs> yeah, response. I, I know. So you gotta watch. You gotta. It's like you gotta watch these. I know. Just be. You know. <laughs> don't get mad at me. I do, I'm not. I don't. All right. Uh, okay, we'll make this last one a little easier because people are like having a hard time with that one. Here we go. Where does Jesus give his first sermon? According to the book of Matthew. Okay, so there, that's, I'm being nice about that. Okay, uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or... Send an email, David, at he must org. So just in case you were wondering, there was about six people that were like, no, it's this, no, it's this. So nobody's standing in this alone. There's a whole bunch of people. It's okay. Just read it. Just, just go to Exodus 20 and count them. That, don't, don't use anything else. Use the actual Bible, and that'll help. All right. Uh, again, last uh, trivia question, because I don't want people to get upset. Uh, where does Jesus give his first sermon, according to the book of Matthew? Where's his first sermon, according to the book of Matthew? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must increase dot org. Apparently, uh, later on this week, I'm going to be doing a review of the Ten Commandments. Just telling you. All right, these are pastor notes that I wrote uh, 15, 16 years ago. I've been coming across some of this old material. I'm having the best time because it's like, man, I wrote that? Really? Okay, so I don't have all of the scriptural uh, references read out. I have their address and what they say, and these are what it's called Words to live by, which guarantees I didn't write this. Okay, so words to live by, not written by Dr. David Spoon. Okay, all right. But I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven words to live by. I'm going to say what they are, and then I'll give you the scriptural references. Listen, listen to how good these are. These are so good. All right, true leaders seek Him and His help. First, true leaders seek him and his help first. It's out of 1 Kings 3, 5 through 15. So in other words, true leadership doesn't start by just telling people what to do. It seeks the help of God first. Ready? Number two, nothing is valid. Listen to this one. Nothing is valid unless Jesus is doing it. Oh, my goodness. That is so good right there. It's John 15, 5. You can do nothing without me is the reference point. Uh, Only God's construction company has value. Psalm 127, 1. Unless they build the house, they labor in vain to take it on. Uh, Pride apart from God is death. Ooh. Pride apart from God is death. Pride because of God is life. Oh, that's so good. Do you like that? That's so, I, come on. First Corinthians 1, 29, 30, and 31. Is that not great? You know, nope. I was looking at you on that one. I was like, wow. Wow. All right, listen to this one. This is just pastor notes. These are things that I would write and that I'd put in the congregation. Then they'd go through the scriptural references and check them out. And that First Corinthians 1, 29, 30, 31 is no flesh will glory before his presence. Uh, enjoying God 
establishes him to establish our joy. In other words, enjoying God moves him to establish our joy. Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. There's a lot of these I know anyway. Uh, Philippian, I'm sorry, there is no limit with Jesus as a partner. What's your limit with Jesus as a partner? I mean, you can't sin, but outside of that, you know what I'm saying? Like you can do anything through Jesus. Uh, faithful works. This is so good. This is out of 1 Thessalonians 1.3. Listen to this. Faithful works are birthed in faith. <laughs> wow. Of uh, 2 Kings, uh, this is a 2 Kings reference. Trusting in the Lord guarantees success. Now, everybody should have that 2 Kings 18. Great reference point. Uh, persistence precedes success. Another brilliant line. Romans 8, 28. You know what? Romans 8, 28. For all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. This is what the, the comment is. Words to live by. His plans for us are good. His plans for us are good. Deuteronomy 8, 18. The power to make money is a gift from God. Uh, remember this. Uh, keeping in mind that Deuteronomy 8.18, it's the Lord God. Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to make wealth, that he may confirm his covenant to your fathers even unto this day. All these principles are just simply scriptures, and then the people would read the scriptures and pull out of them. But listen to some of these. Great true leaders seek him and his help first. We need the help of God to do anything. Not the, my favorite, though, nothing is valid unless Jesus is doing it. That's so powerful. We always think it's like what we're doing. It's like, no, no. No limit with Jesus as a partner. Faithful works are birthed in faith. Trusting in the Lord guarantees success. I love it. His plans for us are good. So some of us out there, we go through a lot of struggles, and we can't figure out what the Lord is doing because he hasn't revealed it to us. Hence our study in the book of Job, which really gives you just such the great insight. And it's like, you know what? If you trust in the quality of God, then you know he's working on your behalf. The Lord never does anything to sabotage you or me. He doesn't sabotage us. He doesn't fight against us when we're in submission to his will. In other words, he's not against us when we're in his kingdom. Now, when we're trying to establish our own kingdom, that's different. Okay? That's kind of like the Tower of Babel, a little different. Gets a little confusing. God brings confusion, doesn't build with it. But if you're doing something and the Lord's with you in it and you're building the house, it won't fail. I mean, it just it won't fail. It'll happen the way the way that it's supposed to happen. This all of these things that I read, these words to live by, every one of these says one thing. Wonder what it says? Partnership with God is great. I don't care if it has to do with marriage or uh, family or ministry or your job or your finances or your your the things you enjoy in this life, any of that stuff. Partnership with God is great. I want you to think about this. This is such a great thought. This is just blow your mind. He creates man. Man rebels. But he still enables man, like we talked about yesterday. He kicks man out of the garden, but then he enables a way for man to come back into the garden, and that's through Jesus Christ. He writes his book, 
in complete partnership with humanity. And then he anoints it and says, this is what I have to say. I used you as part of my vehicles to say it. It's all about this eternal connection with God. So it's, it's the whole thing. What happened? This is not, not don't get the, theoretical. What happened if Adam and Eve didn't sin? They'd be fellowshipping with God. We'd all be fellowshipping with God. Back to the garden we go. Just shows you guys' heart. Well, that's right. It does. He's just, I'm not letting you guys go. You ding-a-lings, come over here. It's kind of like our birdie. We love birdie. He does a lot of dumb things. We love him. Do what you got to do to help him out, right? All right. Uh, where did Jesus give his first sermon according to the book of Matthew? And the answer is Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount. We were, that's what we were looking for more than more than uh, anything else, just like the Sermon on the Mount. If you gave me a specific a geographical area, you're better than I am. I'm not kidding. You are better than I am in that case. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.